the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Thursday. Man, we're getting close to Friday again. That's always a good thing. All right. Cold this morning. Uh, where the station is up here by the Catholic Boys High School is, one, is the highest, I've been told this, is the highest point uh, here in Little Rock. And I'm going to tell you what, the wind is always blowing here. Makes me think that I'm back in Chicago all the time. I mean, it's howling. And uh, it was pretty nippy coming in today. Uh, it was 35 degrees, I think. And tomorrow is supposed to be. Are you ready for this, Heidi? I know you like to wear your your scarves uh, 28. They're saying 28 tomorrow morning. It's going to be really. Got a, got a severe freeze warning out for tomorrow. So keep that, keep that in mind. Hey, listen, a good buddy of mine has stopped by to talk to us. He's got some good information for you. You need to listen to. And Joel Johnson is here from PI Roofing. Uh, they have been supporters of the Dave Ellswick show forever. That's the best way to put it. Almost since day one. Yeah, huh? almost. almost I, think, yeah, I think you got you got in six months into when I started. So bottom line is uh, Joel has been really good to me. I've done my best to convey to you i think they're the best roofing company here uh in central uh, arkansas if not uh the whole state and they're the only people who go up on my roof i don't let anybody else i let um what uh, direct tv up there and they drilled holes in my roof and caused yeah. leaks yep that happens and uh so they came out and they fixed all that kind of stuff up so uh, i trust them be honest with you trust is one of the main things you need to have of people that you work with and i can tell you with joel uh, you can trust him they will do exactly as they say they will do so let's start it off joel i want to talk to you about roofs let's talk about businesses out there i love Um, talking about roofs yeah well they a lot of businesses have flat roofs you know just because of the nature yep yeah we love we love flat roofs flat roofs are um, that's where I, I cut my teeth on on flat roofing, commercial roofing. So my first ten years in the in the industry back in the back in the nineties, woo wee, <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, that's what I started doing when I got into roofing was flat roofs, and um, uh, yeah, flat roofs are are a different animal. It's a completely different material than you know you think of on a steep slope roof, shingles or metal or something like that. Uh, I've been dealing with flat roofs for a long time, and what I tell customers a, a new customer we're trying to get on um i tell them that we'll fix your first leak for free 
You yeah, because you know you're not going to have any leaks because of the way well, you guys do it. Well, so what we do is if you if you own a building or you know what you have a, a, even a house with a flat back porch and it's been leaking forever and you've had everybody and their brother or sister out there trying to fix it, we'll fix it for free just to earn your business uh-huh. because we know what to look for and, and it's just not it's just not that hard. Uh, it's a roof, you know. It's it's not like we're we have to operate on a person and you know someone could die. You know, it's, it's a roof. Let's we have to do a lot of investigating. You know, if it's a, like in your office, you've got ceiling tiles. So commercial buildings have ceiling tiles. You got to get inside the building like you get in an attic in a house. Right. Pick up the ceiling tiles. Uh, look at the decking. You know, what kind of decking is it? Metal, concrete, wood, tectum, all those different things. And you got to find out. You got to be the water. <laughs> there you go. You know, where is that water going to come from? Once it gets inside your building, where did where did it come from? Kind of like uh, Caddyshack, it, huh? It travels a long way sometimes. You know, we found a you know bullet holes in roofs that would be thirty feet away from where it actually dripped inside the building. Wow! It just it runs, it travels. You've got a lot of stuff between the between the top of the roof, the decking, like you talk about the the shingles, the felt, right, the decking, right. the insulation in the attic. Well, just like a it's just like a commercial building, except you have the the top layer of roofing, then you've got insulation, then you may have another layer of roofing under that, which is going to you know, stop the water from just coming straight down. So it's going to travel a long way, possibly. So, uh, yeah, flat roofing is uh, its just not that hard. Um, uh, and sometimes you have wall details on a flat roof. Um, we've worked with some customers there up in Cabot where they've got a big window um, on the on the front of the building, and then there's a flat canopy roof that's been leaking forever. And it's, you know, the window's leaking. That's it, not good. It's not even the roof. Right. But the, the, the transition is the, the window comes down, you know, almost to the roof and, you know, you have to water test it. You got to, you know, uh, there's a lot of different things that we do, but I, I definitely love commercial roofs. I love a challenge. So if you have somebody out there, one of your viewer listeners, you know, give us a call, um, text me. Uh, I love, I love texting. It's easy. I can get the text from somebody. Well, most of the time I can read it, have a chance to respond and unless right. I do voice to text and send something that that is a little okay so how do they text you where do they so text, text me uh 501 yeah 351 text me um a lot of times pictures are great you know if you're inside the building and, and you take a picture of the of the ceiling tiles where it's wet you know not just close up but you know a little bit far away so we can see if it's close to a wall out in the middle of a building um if you're outside, you can take a picture of the building or your house or something. Send them to me and you know, give me some description about what you're. What am I looking at in this picture? How long has it been leaking? Well, tell me a little bit of history about what's going on. So that's what we do. We're, we're investigating a leak with the customer. Is you know, how long does it take it to leak after it's rained? Right. Uh, does it take a hard blow in rain uh, for it to actually start coming inside? Uh, so all those things are factors that we take into account and go. Okay, if it takes a long time. And it has to be a really heavy rain. It's probably traveling a long way, or it might be higher up on the roof. So the, the, the roof might be getting some ponding water on it, and the water ha- level has to rise up to where it's not normally at. <clears throat> okay. So there's a lot of things that go into it. And at 6 o'clock in the morning, I get really excited talking about flat roofs. Well, I, I like that. You, you, may, you always make the statement that people say that flat roofs are always going to leak, and you said that's just not true. No. It's like all cars are going to break down. Well, yeah, that's, you know. You know, well, they probably will if you don't maintain them. Right. You know, oh, my car blew up. Would you change the oil? The oil. We well, have to maintain <laughs> it, you know. I, or I, I ran out laugh. of gas. I, 
I've heard that story too often with Duck and f- with Joe about people who have never changed the oil in their car. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then it goes wrong, and they won't, they can't figure out why. And then the man at the car manufacturer, the guy that sold them the car, yeah, you know whoever. Same thing with roofs. If you don't maintain it, if you never get up on the roof and look at it, or have a qualified person look at it, you know, and then you have a leak and you complain about ah flat roofs leak, that's bad. Well, if you don't, if you don't, and then also if you you don't know what you don't know. So people think, oh, it's a new roof. I'm, I'm dealing with a, a company in Maumel that, hey, the roof is uh, it's finally out of the warranty. We need to replace the roof. I was like, it, they have a 12-year material-only warranty, and it's been leaking since day one. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, why didn't you demand that they fix it? Yeah. but And people don't know that they can. They're like, well, I don't know. They said they're trying. I'm oh, like, no, oh, call me. Please call me. I want to fix the leak. Okay. Yeah. Again, Joel's talking to you. If you can hear his voice, he's talking to you. Yes. I mean, he's not just talking about Cabot. He's talking about Jacksonville, Maumel, uh, Benton, Bryant, you know, all those areas, uh, and Conway that we reach, and uh, they'll come out and they'll figure out what the problem is. All you got to do, text him, 501 501- Three five one seventeen twenty. Yeah, yeah. And just tell me you heard heard me on the Dave Ellswick show. That'll help me understand, you know, where you heard about us. Mm-hmm. Definitely give Dave the credit for the lead. Um, and yeah, any anywhere in the state. So if you have property up in Heber Springs or in Fayetteville or Texarkana, you know, we go all over the state. Now I can't go there, you know, and and do a, a free leak assessment. You know, we got to charge. <laughs> we gotta, I got to pay my guys to get there. Or, yeah. You know, I got to put gas in my truck to get there. So you know, we do expect to get paid. But you know, for the for the free thing, we'll go we'll go anywhere in the state and fix a leak for free for a commercial customer to earn their business. All right, there you got it. You, we, we wanted to start off with the big bang. Let's do it on that. All you got to do is uh, is uh, give uh, Joel a call. All right, as you know, as we were mentioning when we started the show, it's a lot colder out this morning than it's been recently. Thirty five degrees tomorrow. Severe freeze. Uh, warning in effect supposed to get down to 28 take your plants in ladies and men uh, make sure you take in uh, your plants because they're it's going to kill them if you don't but what about your roof how how you know what should people be thinking about their roof joel so your roof is uh i I equate the roof to the human body Uh, the human body has to breathe we have internal organs we have breath in breath out uh, the roof is not much different when you think about ventilation. Uh, so your your roof, um, it has to have airflow. And uh, if you cut off that airflow, it's like cutting off the air to your body. Uh, when we're talking about that, I'm saying um, your roof has an intake ventilation, normally at the soffit, and then you have an exhaust ventilation at the highest point of the roof possible, probably a ridge, a ridge vent or a whirlybirds or power vents, something like that. Uh, if you have whirlybirds, uh, one thing that we were talking about and I see a lot of is people take a, a, a trash bag or they make a bag that's a, a, a whirlybird cover. It, it should be illegal. You can buy them. Yeah, they're out there. And just because it's there and someone's selling it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good. It's not good. So when you put that bag over the top of your whirlybird or turban, uh, it's, it cuts off that airflow. So now you, the air is trying to get in, but it can't get out. Um, and what happens while you're living in your house, uh, you're talking and you're cooking food and, you know, breathing inside your house emits um, 
vapor and air and, and water. Moisture. A lot of water. People don't realize how much water. Yeah. So the ventilation of your home is also to let all that out, just evaporate out of your house. And if you close it off at the top, you're going to get moisture or water particles on the inside that uh, trash bag. So what happens if you have water in a dark, moist place in your attic, you know, you get possibility of mold starting. Sure. So you don't want that inside your house because then when you take that the trash bag off, you've got mold inside your attic. And now you've got the airflow happening again, and you have mold spores inside your home. We all have mold around, and mold is just a, it's a fact of life. But when you have too much of it, it can cause problems to your body. Yeah, and that's why leaks are so dangerous. And I, I mentioned this a lot to you is that, you know, you start getting leaks and you get between the drywall and things of that nature. That's where mold likes to grow. And uh, you don't want to get mold and you especially don't want to get black mold. And uh, that's what they're good at uh, PI roofing, keeping from happening. They can check and make sure you're not getting water inside your house. All right, we got to get a break in. 18 minutes after 6, Joel Johnson here uh, with me. He's the owner of PI Roofing. Just go to piroofing.com, and uh, you can find all the information that they have about getting somebody out, uh, take care of your house. You can also uh, uh, get with them and then sign up, and they'll come out and inspect your house uh, from time to time. They, they have a way of keeping your roof in good working order. So Dave Ellswick Show, 619. Be back with more in a moment. All right, got eight minutes left here until we get to the news. And then uh, Eric is here. Saw him show up, and he's ready to talk to you about jewelry. We're going to do that in the next hour, uh, half hour. Because, uh, you know, today is November, what, 4th? Today's 4th? Yeah, it's the 4th. So, yeah. It's getting close to Christmas. All right. You can't so, say Christmas before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be be aware. And if you're looking for something unique as far as jewelry goes, Eric does need a little bit of time to make it. So okay. we, we want to talk a little bit about that. But let's get back with Joel. Let's talk some more about roofs. Let's talk because, look, it's like I always say, a roof is your last defense against the elements outside. Yeah. You want to make sure you keep that in good working order no leaks and a leak can be a small thing for instance the last time i had pi roofing out gentleman went up on the roof the leak i had was on the other side of the garage in fact in the living room i saw some discoloration right and i said that's water and so i called pi roofing they came out he went up and went to where the leak was and then traced it back, and the leak was at the very front of my garage. Yep. And that's what we say, that the water can travel so far. One nail. Yeah. just One, one little nail. One little thing. And that's really all it takes. Uh, but that's what we want to do when we get up on the roof is for the yearly inspection or clean the gutters out a couple times a year is not just do that, but go also look around the roof and try to find something that could be a problem before it causes a problem inside your home. Um, the, the roof is the is the is the one thing that's protecting your typically your most valuable asset monetarily wise of yes. course um, the, your whole home uh, so if you don't protect that and you don't you know uh, maintain it and uh, uh, well maintain it then you're you're really losing a lot uh, another thing that we do when we do our our maintenance is uh, is look for any any type of storm damage uh, people don't realize that they've had hail or uh, wind 
or flying debris sometimes um, until they have a leak inside. So we want to look. Uh, we want to get up on the roofs. We do this for free a lot. Uh, just a free inspection, free hail damage assessment, free storm assessment, uh, stuff like that um, for your roof. Just to give you, maybe just give you a peace of mind. And say, hey, you know what? Your roof looks great. Those are those are great. Those are great things to say. I hate when I have to say, oh my gosh, your your roof is shot. Uh, it was installed poorly, and there's no hail damage, and they have to pay out of pocket for a new roof. Um, it's much better to say. Looks like you have hail damage, yes. and the insurance company is going to pay for your roof. I'm going to tell you this true story happened today. It's when Joel came in, and I said, uh, you all were out about six months ago, and the guy said, probably need a, a new roof year and a half, two years down the road. And I said, okay. And then I told Joel, and I've been praying for hail ever since. Amen. <laughs> I, I I just want to pay the deductible. I don't want to have to pay all of it. It's just the way I feel. I pay enough on house insurance. That Absolutely, should be doing something, and that's why we pay that. And I, you know, and the insurance company needs to pay whatever your whatever your policy says they're supposed to pay. And unfortunately, the insurance companies, in my, it's my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an adjuster, uh, but in my opinion, they lowball. Uh, the insured, how much they're going to offer to replace their roof. So we we fight for the roof every day. Uh, we know what that roof needs. We know what the local code is um, of what needs to happen to that roof. So when we come out or if you call in and say, hey, I got an insurance claim, the insurance is going to give me X amount of dollars. Okay, that's fine. Read that. That first page, read that because it says, hand this over to your contractor. That's right. And, and then we're not, as far as the insurance company, we're not liable for any type of warranties. Uh, and then they say, but also get three three bids. Why? So they want I, the lowest bald bid. Is well, of course. But why? Why would I? I wouldn't want the lowest bid on my roof. No. Now, if I'm paying cash, I'm like, hey, work me a deal, brother. Yeah. Work me a deal. It's coming out of my pocket. But if the insurance company's writing the check, we're, we're not going to go, you know, bill for something that's not, you know, uh, legitimate and, and reasonable to replace the roof, but we're going to build what needs to be done. And um, that's, that's the main thing with our, with our customers is we say, look, try to vet somebody before you have an emergency, because once you have a, the next tornado comes through and we know it's going to happen, we don't know when, yep. you know, and we want everybody to be safe, but you want to vet your contractors before you have that emergency. So I tell people, call us, get to know us, get to know our service guys. And that way, when you do have an emergency, you're more comfortable just calling us and letting us uh, take care of stuff. Yeah, that's another thing I always talk about, BI Roofing. They will work with your insurance uh, agency. They, they'll get out there with the appraiser well, that, and, and walk it with them. And that's very important. If the adjuster just goes up there, you know, he can say, I don't see any damage, and walks away. There's no one to hold him accountable. In other surrounding states, there's, there's called uh, public adjusters. The public adjuster works for the for the consumer, the insured. In Arkansas, they're illegal. Really? Why would they be illegal? Aren't they there to protect the consumer against the big bad insurance company? Uh-huh. Or at least hold them accountable. Uh, so they're illegal here. So we have to deal with you know have to have to contractors have to be you know up to up to speed on how to handle insurance claims. Right. Which again, we're not adjusters, and I'm not yeah. a public adjuster, and I'm not a lawyer, but we have to know. Um, what the roof needs. And that's how I try to say it is we're the advocate for the roof. No one's talking for the roof, just like the unborn. I want to be their advocate. 
your roof needs this and it needs that, and the insurance company is not paying for it. So we want to make sure they do a supplement. Let's get everything that the roof needs, and that way we can give you that 10-year warranty, and we can put the right roof system on your roof. All right. We were going to get into hail, but we're out of time. We're not going to be able to do it. We'll have you back on next month, and we'll talk about hail and ice bridges and ice all damming of, yeah, yeah all of yeah bridges bridges that's not what i meant dams we'll uh, we'll talk about that as well joel johnson's with pi roofing if you want to have your uh, roof inspected you can give them a call go at piroofing.com probably the easiest way yeah. to do it now is online piroofing.com i can just attest to this i've known joel for 20 years and i've never seen him try to you know squirm out of anything all right back with you on the dave ellswick show eric is here from uh of course uh, design jewelry i'm gonna tell you what hillcrest designer jewelry i all you know i talk about him all the time whether he's advertising or not i talk about him all the time because i got a lot of respect for this guy i really really do he's been doing this since he was a teenager he's been he's been cranking at it and I was just talking to Joel, and I was saying, if you want to, if you're ever going in and you want to get a piece done uh, by Eric, and it happens to be a ring for your wife or you know your your significant other, I I said keep in mind that the first question is he's going to ask you is well what is she like? Yeah, I always ask that. It's, 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 I can move your mic over so you're right in front of you. Okay, there, there we go. Here you go now. The the bottom line is is that. Uh, he knows that you don't know what your wife really wants. Right. And what I do what I do know is it's very important to know what it is that she wants. Because, That's right. Uh, if you make that mistake, you, you know, got to live with it. Yeah, you got to live with it. And so I try to help. I help a lot of these young men that come in here, you know. Yeah. Don't have an idea. The thing, they just really have no clue. And I keep asking questions like, well, what is it that she likes? What kind of cut diamond does she like? Does she like diamonds? Does she like what, what is it that she wants? Have you found out? Right. Go home and do some homework. Now, I do say that sometimes. I know you do. And then they come back and they understand that that's very important. Yeah, because when they start asking, they're surprised that the lady can will talk to them for a long time yeah. about that ring. And it's very important. And, and so they'll find out, they'll come back, and then they're so happy that they decided to go her route and went out his route, you know, because they're making the wrong choice. All right. So here's our first suggestion. If you're going to get a ring for your significant other, I don't care if you're going to have Eric make it or you're going to buy it out of the case. Be sure you've talked to your significant other to know what kind of ring she wants. Don't go into it saying, I'm going to surprise her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heidi's weird. over here saying, no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's... it's uh it's eliminating the problem from the very start because that's the most important decision in your life. Yeah. When you, you know, make that proposal. And I think they need to understand how important that is. And for, for to get it right and to be, make them happy. That's, that's what you need to do. You have to do that. You have to think about that. They got a picture on their phone somewhere they've been looking at. I got you. you know? Okay. So we, we've, we've discussed it. It's there. They know now. They have been warned. Yeah, okay? right. right. <laughs> Just want to make sure you've been warned. Now let's talk about what's going on at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry because you have to stay on the cusp of what people want. If you don't, they don't buy your, your material. 
It's that right. simple. Well, okay. this year I went to a show and I found that the paperclip necklaces, I know that sounds funny, but... I've never heard of them before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and I bought the line uh, uh, Bravani, and it's uh, dashing diamonds and a mixture of paperclip necklace. Okay. Dashing diamonds. All right. That sounds Christmas. I'm going to explain this to you. <laughs> all right. Try to. <laughs> First of all, the diamonds are not set in a setting. They're pierced. Okay. And they have little loops. And it's a, a really a nice, clean, delicate line with these diamonds that hang down on these little bitty pieces of wire. Okay, so this would be good for, like, earrings. Earrings. I got necklaces, uh, bracelets. Okay. And uh, so it's one of those things, the hot things right now is this paperclip. And paperclips, okay. you know, you, when you look at a paperclip, it looks like that, similar to that. Right. That particular design. And... Uh, <clears throat> And then the dashing diamonds we have it and everything that we have earrings, uh, necklaces, things like that. You know they're they're doing layers with diamonds coming right. across the top. We have necklaces like that and things like that. We have a lot of good stuff in our store right now. Um, so it's called Bravani. Okay. And you can come by and look at that and uh, show you what it is. If you need something for Christmas, just stop by. We also have a lot of uh, tennis bracelets that are flexible. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you can you go up on that? Yeah. You showed us a picture there. Yeah. Well, that's a that's just a chain, but that's that's a that's a paper link chain. Okay. Uh, but anyway, cool. you can go to our website, or or you can go see some of the designs on our website of Bravani, uh, and get a general idea of what it looks like, along with the dashing diamonds that we have on there. All right. Yeah, it's really hot, and it go, and I've had people already asking for it. Okay. Uh, they're so, coming in looking for it, and you got it right in your cases right now that yeah, they can got, look at I it? Yeah, i got cases full of jewelry. Uh, you know, we didn't have much of a Christmas last year, so I'm hoping that people will show up this year um, because of the pandemic. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's got inside inside the, uh, the paper clips, they've got some additional, looks like some diamonds and some other things in it. That looks pretty but cool. But anyway, so if you're out shopping around, stop by and see me over there at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, I'd love to have your business. I'd love to show you what it is that we also do in-house, so many different things. Um, we're probably one of the only CAD designers around that specifically do, are on the floor, and we help people. with. All right. Now, let designing. us explain to them this. I talk about you got a computer that you can design a ring on. That's right. the CAD. That's what you're talking about. Yes, sir. All right. And we have a 3D printer that prints out the resin, the it's, waxes. It's so, what so, he does is so cool. I'm just telling yeah, you. We can, yeah, we can print those, that out, and then we cast it and make it into jewelry. So that's the only way to go these way days. That's, right. That's, that's manufacturing. I, I realized that I had to do that when they came in the store all the time, and they're pointing uh, at their telephone with the ring that they want to make. And they say, can you, can you this? do this? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Still, and, the young people like that a lot. Right. That's fine. We we do it all the time. Yeah. Whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter. The, we can make anything if we can see it. Yeah. Let me let me tell you a, a little bit about Eric, because when it comes to jewelry, just as it comes to having your roof fixed or your car fixed or whatever, <coughs> you got to trust the person that you're, that you're going to work with. And that's what you'll be able to do with Eric. Uh, I've trusted Eric from 
the second time we met and had him on the show and, and was just talking about jewelry in general. Because jewelry, for the most part, fairly expensive. And you want to make sure you're getting your dollars worth. I'm gonna I'm I'm not going out on a limb or anything here. I'm just gonna tell you you'll get your your dollars worth from Eric. Well, you have to have a, a trust factor there between the jeweler and the customer to get them to understand that you can trust me and let me show you what I'm going to do for Mm -hmm. you. You know, like example, standing in front of the customer and identifying their diamond and show them what's inside their stone. So they know what's how to identify it. Okay. It's give, if it's it's understanding and going through the professionalism of being able to take in repairs and knowing what you're doing. He'll be able to tell you if that diamond that you really have, that, it's not that it's a, a genuine stone naturally formed and, and not a synthetic diamond. And what I show them, Dave, is I show them the characteristic inclusions that are inside the diamond so they understand what they have and what they're wearing because many, many people never see their diamond inside. So I take it to the microscope and show them and, and identify that diamond for them so that they understand they're leaving it with me. It's, you know, that, that, that's very important. Yeah. And, and he can explain all this to you. So now explain this. What, you know, necklaces is what you're saying seems to be the hot thing. And the, this, what was the other, what was the other term? Paperclip necklaces. Okay, and paper, uh, the paper clips. What about stones? Because a couple of years ago, diamonds, I mean, look, diamonds are always bought, but they weren't as in favor as they had been in the past. And... Colored gemstones were the big things. Well, the colored gemstones are are pretty big. Uh, a lot of people like color. So what I'm doing is making a line, a series of colored gemstones, cluster rings with diamonds around these Ooh. large Ooh. colored stones. Get the best of both. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I like color. That's, well, yeah. That's probably my downfall because I got a lot of gemstones. I kind of collect them, Dave. I, well, look, I was I was telling Joel before you were coming on, I said, you go over and, and see uh, Eric. Here's what will blow you away. When he says, come over and take a look, he really means that. You know, come over and take a look because he can show you them up close and personal. Sure. Well, we got all those. When, yeah, you got it all sitting yeah. there. You know, if I, if I really want to get my day off to a good a, a good start, I can go over to him at about 10 o'clock when he opens up and say, show me some rubies. I love blood red rubies. I just think they're gorgeous. And uh, he's got them right there, and I can look at them. powerful gemstone color is red. Yeah. They're beautiful. And then right after that, emeralds. Yeah. You brought in some people from all over the world to your yeah. your jewelry store. We have we're we're going to have some shows coming up. We're going to have a, a, a open house here pretty soon during Christmas, and then bring some people in the store and let and let's you know look at some stuff, and see what we're going to okay, do. Okay, so now let me before we go to our our, our break here because we got to get a break in. Here's what I want to tell you: we're not that far from, of course, the wonderful world of Christmas. Yep. If you want something unique made that Eric is going to fashion for you, you got to get it in now. Well, yeah, you have to do it now or it's not going to get done. Or it won't get done. I mean, I'm I'm pressing this on people. So, 
uh, you can give a call to Eric, 501-246-3655, and, or you can just walk in after 10 o'clock, Monday through Saturday, and he'll be there, and you'll buzz him, buzz him and he'll let you in. But uh, make an appointment. I suggest you make an appointment so you get a f- few minutes to you and just him yeah. talking about what it is that uh, that you want done, especially if you want something special does. I, I, I know that's what Joe Sharp has done and uh, Alan Kerr and other people that I know that listen to the show and then they go over and see you and they're all happy. I know this. Their wives are happy. Well, we've got a lot of jewelry for them to shop from right now. I'm telling you, Dave. It's unbelievable. All right. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. Eric is with us, and uh, we'll continue talking to him about uh, jewelry. 501-246-3655 is the number uh, for Hillcrest uh, Designer Jewelry. All right. So are these questions running through your mind right now? Are you concerned about out-of-control government spending? How about inflation? What about political unrest? How about a rapid decline in the U.S. dollar? Uh, you should be worried about all four of those because they can have a direct effect on that nest egg of yours, and it's why millions of Americans now invest in silver and gold. Uh, don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold can help uh, you protect your assets at IRA, 401k, hard-earned savings. All you got to do is call 501-222-3315. The folks at David Lucas Financial work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. 3315, that's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Our guest is Eric. Eric is over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard here in Little Rock in Suite E. His phone number, 501 246 three six five five now a lot of us are going to have some extra you know cabbage or lettuce whichever you want to call it to uh, spend over this holiday period and uh, if you're looking for jewelry then i'm going to highly recommend you go see eric because one he's a small jeweler not real small let me tell you you get in there you're going to be stunned by how much stuff he has but He's a guy who can take a few moments to actually sit down, talk to you, and figure out what exactly it is that you're wanting to purchase. Right, Dave. Like Just like the other day, uh, we had a couple come in, and they, of course, had their mother's jewelry, grandmother's jewelry, and they said, uh, we would like to have a ring made using this diamond, and they showed it and spread it out on the counter for me to go through and look at, right? Right. So, so what I do during these uh, processes is I separate the good from the bad, you know, the real stuff from the fake stuff. Right. And then she says, okay, I want a ring made for myself, an engagement ring. Well, this diamond right here is beautiful, you know. And she had an idea already what it is that she wanted. Well, you say they all do. And so we're finishing that design <laughs> up today. And we'll have have her engagement ring made in with a week or so, 
It doesn't take that very long. But I was also said, I said, guess what? You don't have to pay me any money for this because I can barter with you with some of this jewelry that you have. Ah. Right? She, yeah, see, so, so she brings in all this stuff in. I so said, you we'll make some money on this other stuff. Yeah, and... well, we'll take the gold in as payment. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Gotcha. You know, we do that all the time. And people don't have to even pay me. But people are because excited about gold. that, aren't they? And they already just got it from their grandmother. Yeah, they're a young couple. Right. So, you know, so that makes people excited, you know? Well, yeah, you know, it made the guy excited. Right. <laughs> and, you know, like when you... Most make, guys are going, oh, my God, here, biggest we, purchase I'll make for my marriage. Yeah, they don't expect that. You know, just bring the gold or the silver or whatever it is that you have. If we uh, also buy all that stuff if we, uh, you know, want to sell it to us or whatever. But we can also barter anything in the case. Let's say, for example, you come in and you have something you want to uh, trade or something. We'll do that. You'll get to pick it out in the case. I say, well, this cool. is the value. This is what you can use to trade with, and whatever you want in the case, take it out. So I'm, I'm telling you, I got to come over. People, I'm going to come over and talk to you about these paper this paperclip stuff because my wife doesn't like to wear jewelry on her hands. You know, rings okay. with stones and all of that. Um, I won't get into why, but she doesn't. It's not because she's allergic or anything like that. It's, it's a philosophical thing. But uh, I think she might, she does wear necklaces a lot. Right. Well, that was, yeah. That's so maybe good. I can get a necklace that I can surprise her with. Yeah, you can do that. Is that the same thing? Is it the same thing with a necklace as it is with a ring? A ring seems a lot more personal than a necklace. Well, necklaces, uh, yeah, a ring would be probably more personal. But a necklace is good to have. Right now, I've seen a lot of people wearing paper clips. Okay. Is it, is, it, is that the big thing, or is pearls still the big thing? Uh, pearls is becoming more popular with the guys. Have you noticed the baseball? No. Did you guys see the guy on the Braves? No. There in the field wearing a big old strand of white pearls? So pearls are, are becoming a new thing for a new masculine thing, huh? I guess. You know, they decided to start wearing pearls. Now they're wearing all kinds of pearls. Okay, so Instead it's not, of just it's not the chains, gold, it's, it's, uh, it's pearls. pearls. Yeah, because black Tahitian pearls and some of these pearls are very expensive. And they're, you know, and the guys out, in, you know, the guy in the Braves was catching the ball out there in the infield had pearl strand and necklace on. Okay. I thought that's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> so, you know, that's the time. I never thought times. about pearls and guys, to be honest. I hadn't thought okay. of it either. Yeah. I guess, you know, they go and want, they're getting tired of wearing the gold, some of them. But most tough. of the players had gold on yeah, oh, every yeah. player would pull out their chain and let you look at it. Oh, yeah, the big up, chain, up, too. Up, up the bat, you know. Yeah, they got the big chains on there yeah. as far as that's concerned. Now, you don't want to wear a ring. You have to get one high and inside, and it yeah. hits the ring. It's going to shatter your finger, so you got to be careful about that. All right, so uh, color gemstones, still the big thing? Yes, I people do want color. Okay. People Opals, want color, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh but mainly, I've built up the diamond business. I know I have you have a lot more diamonds. I have a lot more uh, earrings, all kinds of studs, hoops, everything that you can think of. I've got a whole shipment of those. Do you still store. believe the adage that you've always told me that every woman needs a good pair of diamond yes. studs? Yes, they do. That's okay. that's that's a must-have. That's that's what the top thing that you should buy after you marry her. Okay. Okay. Usually, that's what it is, or unless she doesn't have them already. Start out with some studs that she'll wear every day, and she'll be proud of them to wear those. 
every person that comes in usually gets studs. Do they use that on on earrings? Were you talking about this free flow diamond look? Oh, the free flow diamonds. Those are for the the uh, dashing diamonds. Dashing diamonds. Yeah, yeah. And what they're doing is the diamonds are pierced. So they have a hole in the diamond right. with the wires attached, but you don't so see they, any settings. They, so they hang they just, down. Uh huh. They're beautiful, Dave. They're they got to be. That's got to be a hot item. It is. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have we have a store full of jewelry right now, and I'm just need people to come by this Christmas. You know, I'm asking to shop with me. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like we didn't have a Christmas last year because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of small businesses are struggling. If you're going to be shopping on the internet, I would just say that you don't and that you try to find small businesses to shop with. Well, yeah, definitely. For instance, with you, they can come in and stand right there with you in front of you, look at the items, and right. you can walk them through it, and they know they're not. Look, I'm going to have Eric, wait, I got, I got, I got two minutes. Okay. Tell them when you order a diamond off the Internet, you get a lot of synthetic stuff. It's fake. Well, I, w- I would say that a lot of the diamonds that are on the Internet are the very diamonds that jewelers do not put in their store and there's a reason for how that the jewelers are the ones who get the diamonds in that they already know or that are graded and how they look we're able to bring those products in and then you can see it one-on-one but never buy a diamond off the internet if you think it's going to be perfect for you because you won't get what you see on the internet yeah you that's what i'm saying we've talked about this before yeah i have to i consult with people about diamonds and let and help them out through that process that's what i do all right all right let me give you the address again 3000 cavanaugh boulevard suite e you can't miss it when you get there uh he opens up at 10 a.m just ring the buzzer he'll let you in or give him a call 501-246-3655 we're going to have eric from hillcrest designer jewelry back on in a couple of weeks we're going to talk further because christmas is just around the corner Thank you, Eric. Appreciate you coming. You're welcome. Thank you. get at it here on a thursday at seven o'clock and uh of course that means that uh duck and joe are here and they're ready to talk automobiles if you got a question for them 823-0965 823-0965 we've been warning you about this that it was starting to get cold uh last night we dipped below freezing not for a long time but we just dipped below it it's going to be below freezing for much longer tonight. It's going to get down to 28 this evening. So if you haven't uh, put in uh, uh, the right windshield wiper fluid or whatnot, uh, you best stop by uh, 
your favorite store and pick up a gallon. Yep, that's a fact. And, and put some of that in there. Uh, I mean, you don't have to put 100% in there. You can be putting 50% in there in order to keep it from freezing. Yep. But you need to do it because I'll tell you what, you're going to be surprised if it breaks how much it costs to replace. Some windshield washer I'm a poet and don't know it. That's all right. Okay. Some windshield washer reservoirs, you actually have to take the inner fender out to put them in. Yeah, I've heard it's it's really a ordeal. It is down a lot lower than where the tank and the pump is a lot lower than than uh, what you would think on those. And you can, and a lot of them won't come out in the top. You have to take fender well out and take them out in the bottom. And it's an uh, hour and a half, two-hour job. Nissan Pathfinder, you got to pull the front bumper. <laughs> yeah, very, very something. can be costly. And, and, you know, the tanks ain't cheap either. No. A lot of tanks are available aftermarket, and some of them aren't. You're back to the manufacturer, depending on what year, make, model it is. And hopefully you can get it. Oh, that's another thing, if you can get it. But they'll be pricey. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. But you can avoid all of that just by doing a little bit of preventive maintenance. Change it over to the, you know, to the zero. Yeah. The non-freezing. That's what you want to do. Do that now. Don't wait. If you wait, you'll forget. And then you'll forget. And then you're going to get up one day and you're going to push the button. And all it's going to do is go and the motor is burning up on you yep i I got a 2014 motorhome it's a half million dollar motorhome it's a uh, newmar i need an air filter for it it's a plain jane truck air filter right i spent seven hours monday looking for air filter off and on not straight seven hours yeah i finally found one a guy had it at another shop and i've called him because he works on them too and he said yeah i got one he said i got one i said can i buy it because i got a customer fixing going on a four-month trip you know when the air filter was one that comes yeah, in the like home. going down to arizona or someplace no, where it's gonna be warm north that's exactly what i said huh? did i look uh, did i did, was yeah. that the look you gave <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i had to drive i met the guy in jacksonville he come from from BB and he said, "I'm coming to Jacksonville to pick up some stuff." And so I met him over and picked it up. But I, you know, and it's a normal truck air filter. And I asked the, the manufacturer, and they said, "Well, we can't get the two micron filter paper to go in them." The media, yeah, that's what that's called. Okay, so they can't. It's coming out of China, probably on a boat setting somewhere, but. Or not being made because the Chinese closed down down the plant. Yeah, they burnt down. Accidentally caught on fire and burned it. (laughs) Accidentally, yeah. That's the way it would be when they try to take Taiwan. Oh, we accidentally dropped some bombs there, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for for that. All right, 10 after 7. That's something I'm going to just tell you. You take it into consideration, the supply chain, because – it has screwed a lot of things big up. Big truck oil filters, big truck fuel filters. Most big trucks have two oil filters. Most of them got three fuel filters. There's some air, some fuel filters right now that you cannot get. Nowhere. Even that place that you went and visited, Joe? That would be uh, Wix. They yeah. don't have the material to build it's, them with. It's, it's, uh, yeah, Wix, the, the, see, that's Wix. the key. They were ready to build, but they can't get the stuff to uh, get 20. in. 2018, 2019, Wix filters was acquired by Man Hummel. 
They're the largest, one of the fil- largest filter manufacturers in the in world, and the European, and they're really big in the industrial. Uh, all I can say is they're probably suffering like everybody else for the products to make those filters. Right. And, you know, they, they assemble the filter and housings and all that and the check valves and they design and I'm sure, but they, you know, a lot of companies will say, I need this product like this and they'll put it out for a bid and a vendor will bid on it. And those products, whoever the vendor supplier is. He's at their mercy. That's correct. And there's one fuel filter on these new Peterbilt's. It's a pack car fuel filter. It's a cartridge type. You pull the lid off and drop it down in it. Right. I was paying like $40 a piece for them. They're now, if you can find them, they're now $90 my cost. If you can find them. Well, if you're having that problem finding them, it just tells me the price is going to continue to go up. I found 10 in Eugene, Oregon on the Internet. Called a guy, and the guy said, I got 10. Can I buy them? And I thought he was going to tell me no. He said, oh, yeah, you can buy them. So I bought them. He shipped me all 10 of them. I don't have but two left now. But <laughs> You were able to take care of some people. And I've had a couple of other shops, one of them Kenworth. And I sold Harold out there, too, because he always helps me. And so, I, you know, I, I said, yeah, I'll bring you two by there. All right. Because if I need help, he's always, you know. Helping you. Yeah. Anytime he can, you know. We all help one another. It don't matter if we're, you know, in Kenworth or Peterbilt, all of us, we, you know, we all help one another. But, you know, but the problem is they can't even get them. That's pretty bad when, you know, you're the distributor and you can't get it. You know, well, even sure. they're being hit hard by yes. all of this. Depth modules for the new Peterbilt and Kenworth and Brightliners and Internet. Oh, they can't even get the depth they, modules. They're getting one a week. <laughs> what? Yeah, and every one of every truck has one. Exactly. Well, they're sitting out there on the coast on a container ship somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And they they're supposed I heard that it's getting worse out in California. Did you see the They news? had 70 ships 2 weeks ago. They got 130 now. Did you see the Wait. the old airport out there by the shipyard? Uh-uh. They've got the container stack. It looked like about 10 high. The whole place is full of containers. So we can get them off ship, but we can't get them hauled. Because you don't have enough truck drivers. Because the you can't take... modules are bad and they can't roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you can't take a, anything under a 2011 truck into California. Has to be 2011 and up. The governor signed the law here a couple of years ago. And you cannot be Emissions. a owner operator and go into it. Yeah, that's your... That's your green new deal. Not saving you green. It's costing you green. I'm just telling you. And really speaking is. of 18-wheelers, did you see the the deal where they uh, done a driverless truck? How many how many other trucks did it run into? I, all I've seen <laughs> that they was talking about it and some company, they wouldn't re- release the company's name that has two of them. They're running from one location in this state to the other location. Somewhere out west. I don't know exactly. But it's a driverless truck. It has a driver, but he's sitting in the office like me and you. Oh, okay. He's sitting in, you know, it's kind of oh, like. Doing it, why, uh, he's doing it on the remote, internet, huh? Yeah. Kind of like a, 
Like the drone airplanes. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder, has any Sidewinder missiles <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they announced that they're testing them. They're going to test them for a year. I think it's going to take longer than a year. Oh, yeah. It won't, I don't say it getting off within another 10 years. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't. who is responsible if it has a wreck? Is it the manufacturer? Or is the manufacturer? It the, is it, uh, you know, the, the person who put in the tech? Uh, you know, what is it? Who is it? It'll be like any other wreck, Dave. The lawyers will figure that out. <laughs> yeah. It's not whose fault Isn't it was. That it's, the truth. it's who they can lay the blame on and get the most money. It's, who, right. it's who's it. got the most uh, liability insurance. All right. Let me give it to you here. Uh, 8230965 is our number. You got a question? Here's your opportunity uh, to get involved on the Dave Ellswick show and get. Uh, your car question answered maybe you want to know what what are the main things that i need to be doing right now since it's going to be 28 degrees uh tomorrow morning and should i be worried about it and the answer to that is it's going to get below freezing at about two o'clock in the morning and it's going to stay below freezing to about six thirty to seven o'clock so that's long enough to start freezing stuff in your car just so you know. Yeah, it will be. Keep that in mind. Keep You, you freeze up something, you freeze up something in your engine, it, it will let you know. Well, we've been checking antifreeze level for six weeks now. And how, are you finding a lot of people who think that they're okay and they're not? I've yeah. had a few. Yeah, we've had a few, but most of them, you know, which we check ours even through the summertime because on an 18-wheeler, you got to keep the, the antifreeze I got strips you stick down in there and get you a sample and you look at it and it tells you if you need to add now cool to the antifreeze to keep piston hose keep holes from coming in the liners. Cavitation they call it. Stops the cavitation bubble. Well, the bottom line is heat is as damaging as cold. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. And antifree antifreeze is not just about heat. No. Or about cold. It's about heat as well, dissipating the, well, the amount water of heat. In a truck won't cool near as good as antifreeze in a truck okay all right let's come back we'll talk further 717 on a thursday um how's bumper to bumper holding up guys are they're holding up well for its parts yeah best they can with the world we live in today i haven't had a whole lot of problems but we're starting to see a few now as far as getting parts and parts availability and in stock uh, a lot of stuff is having to be ordered, and it's not coming in as fast as it should. But, you know, that's that's everything. I don't care what it is. And if you go to Walmart and look in the shelves, you'll see the same yep, thing. Yep, definitely doing doing that. And I tell you, you can see it in the grocery side as yeah, well. Not, yeah. A lot of shelves are thin. I won't say they're empty, but they're very thin. If you're buying uh, for your Thanksgiving meal, I'm going to suggest you make this weekend – your thanksgivings by not next weekend i was in kroger's saturday to get some uh, wishshire sauce they had none they didn't have a bottle on the shelf oh i like worcestershire even even the <laughs> kroger brand they really none of that on the shelf yeah yeah are you like me you buy the brown label one yes i do yeah that's what I buy. I don't know. Lee if it's, and parents. Lee yep. and parents. I don't right. know if it's any difference in it or not. Yeah, it is. It's. I can tell you. You can drink it and it tastes. It tastes. Taste it. It. It tastes different. It really does. Well, 
if we're having steaks, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in a bag, and I got other stuff I put in a bag. I pour that in there, and then throw it over on the counter for a couple of hours, and you know, every how long I got to you know leave it, it in there. Helps break down the you yep. know the, the sinew of the meat. But bumper, right. bumper to bumper has run into a little bit of trouble. Filters right now, that you know they're having trouble getting some filters, not all filters, but some filters. Okay, now uh, is that oil filter or is it cabin oil, filter or what? Oil filters, air filters, fuel filters. You know, they're they having some, you know, popper brands that we use a whole bunch of. They've had a little trouble getting them, but they get them, you know, within a day or so. Which I, I keep, you know, some of the most moving ones we keep in stock. You know, Mike just comes by and checks it and puts some in or takes some, you know. As, as we quit using them, then he'll pull them and put something else in their place. So, All right. You keep it in mind, bumper to bumper, and bumper to bumper certified service centers like Duck's Garage, Joe's Garage. Just go on the Internet and Google them. You can find where they're all at. I'll have a couple on uh, on Saturday. The car and truck doctors, they'll be here. I think it's Ryan and uh, Philip from down at Dewdrop. I yeah. think so. Yeah be with us uh here on the dave ellswick uh, show and the bumper to bumper uh car and, and truck doctors 20 minutes after seven let's get a break and we got more to come your way in just a moment all right let's continue on joe and doc are here doing the, the car you're answering on your car questions uh eight two three zero nine six five eight two three zero nine six five having a problem with a car uh, with truck, pickup truck, whatever, here's your opportunity to call in and, and get these guys to uh, answer for you because uh, I'm going to tell you, they've probably seen it all. So they and can they can help you out. Dave, the lady that won the vacuum cleaner last week, yep. I was out, but I got some in yesterday, and I was going to bring it and give it to Joe today, and I smooth forgot. Okay. So I'll get it over to Joe day or tomorrow one, then give her a call to come pick it up all right they haven't forgotten about you nope all right and i know people who call in to win are typically listening every day yep that's what they're doing 823-0965 you you were just talking about a story um joe that uh, is happening with you about fuel injectors well, we had a customer come in. He bought a used vehicle. I think it was 2019 Escalade. And, uh, nice car. It's got about 80,000 miles on it, 80K. And when you start it in the morning, a little bit of a rough idle, and we did some testing on it, and we diagnosed it as having a couple, two or three bad injectors. And so I told the customer, I said, well, you know, we probably need to put eight in there. And so we went on a hunt for these injectors. <laughs> They ain't none. Can't find none. Uh, aftermarkets here and there, but they're mismatched brands. I don't like doing that. So we go to GM, and we get to looking on the GM website, and we always research TSBs and recalls. There's recall out on these injectors for that vehicle, but it's only in like four or five or six northern states. They're not down south. So I'm like, okay, well, what if you bought it in Texas and drove it to New York or Pennsylvania or one of them places, you know? So anyway... Still got some powertrain warranty left on it, and it's at GM, and they're going to try and fix it for him. But they told him, uh, I talked to the customer after he got it up there. He called me, and he said, well, they only want to fix the ones that are bad right now. They want to do three. 
And I said, well, if those three are bad, it ain't them, them other five, they're all born on the same day and all built by the same That's people. That's right. And they've all had the same amount of fuel run through So you're going to get that done, and then you're going to run out on your powertrain warranty, and then they're not going to want to supply and repair the other five when it comes time. So he's... And so the argument ensued. That's correct. They're working on it. I don't know if he'll get it done, but they're working on it. Yeah. I can't say anything bad about GM. They Look, I had a, a, a transmission problem. They fixed it, and I had 2,000 miles left on my warranty, and the transmission went down again. And they replaced it. That's good. You know, didn't they charge did the right me thing. Didn't, like yeah, supposed to. didn't didn't charge me a penny. Mm-hmm. So we've in. I was telling Joe, I got a truck that someone put four tires on it. Didn't get one of the wheels tight. It stripped all eight studs. I called around, couldn't find none. Called Dodge. Dodge had four and four nuts. Had to go to another Dodge, and that's all they would sell you, right? That's all they're allowed to order is four and four a week. <laughs> oh. My so i finally found eight but i had to go to three different dodge stores to get eight yeah steve lander had a couple and fletcher had a couple yep it's pretty good it's pretty interesting it's, it's just all this stuff that's going on by supply chain and in, in it's all sitting in california yeah trying to get this and now, stuff out and now they're bringing them around now bringing them in in florida and, and uh uh, Georgia. Yeah, they're bringing them into Tampa Bay now. That's one place that they're unloading yep. at. I don't know where they're unloading in Georgia. It's Savannah, Georgia. There, it's port. Oh yeah, over on the just north Atlanta. of Jacksonville. Yep, over in the Atlantic Ocean, over that area. But they're bringing them around because, you know, like you said earlier, there's 140 ships now sitting out there. Yeah, they've almost doubled. In fact, they have. They've over doubled the how many ships were sitting out there. So much and, for so much for the president asked people to, to work uh, but, around but the clock. <laughs> Dave, pull it up on the internet and go to the shipyard in in uh, Los Angeles, and they've took an old airport and they've got them the containers stacked full in that airport. Well, there's more than just the ships. I mean, the ships are bringing it from overseas, but even if they get it unloaded, we don't have enough truck drivers to get. The our trains, stuff out our trains yeah. a lot of them come on a train they'll bring them to a central you know bring them to the central united states and then unload them and put them on trucks but where it used to take a day day and a half to load 90 train cars they say it now it's taking 13 days why nobody knows because you got fewer people to do it I, you're right that's what it is if, if the government keeps on Giving people free money, I guarantee you they're gonna, this, this problem will continue until that stops. Kind of like hunting mechanics right now. Can't find anybody wants to work. I had one. I, they I'll, got a lot of National Guard guys that can drive trucks. Yeah, and I we agree. Got, and we got a lot of trucks, a lot of tractors that uh-huh. they could hook to them and bring them out to places. But, yeah. but you know, yeah, and then the lack guys, of, I, I guess, our transportation guy up there has no idea he had no idea what he's doing or what he needs to do in my opinion he's loading those ships and 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 getting them off and putting them on trucks there's a lot of u.s military people do that every day Day. so what did harry s truman say we'll talk about it when we come back you know when you get stuck on the side of the highway or you've locked keys in your car or got a tire that's you know gone flat you're out on the highway and you need some help and you call a towing company don't just call 
any old towing company. Uh, some of these guys are not as good as others. And I'm going to tell you, East End Towing is a good towing company. They'll take good care of you. Patrick uh, McIntyre has a good organization. And uh, no matter what the situation, they can handle it because they got the answers uh, that they need to have for your particular situation. I mean, we always talk about what do you do if your car breaks down on the side of the highway? Well, okay, so you can call a towing company. But what do you got? Is a towing company going to know what to do if you're towing a trailer behind your car or a boat behind your car? Uh, East End Towing can give you those answers, and right at the time that you have them on the phone, uh, they are part of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and all of their trucks are permitted. That's East End Towing. Put this number in your uh, phone. Do not guess any longer. Don't just Google towing and call anybody. Call East End Towing, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849, because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got the answers. All right, Leroy has been waiting. Let's get to him. He's out in Conway. How are you, Leroy? I'm doing great, sir. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. What uh, What is your question for Joe and Duck? Uh, we bought um, a Nissan Pathfinder from a local reputable car dealer here, and I've had it for about two and a half months. And about three weeks ago, it started blowing white smoke uh, every four or five days now. Whenever I started up, I took it to the dealer. They kept it for three days and said we couldn't find anything wrong with it. So I've had this incident happen five times already. And uh, I said, maybe I should take a video and bring it to you and show you. And he goes, that'd be great. But that means I have to stand outside the car while I start it to see if white smoke comes out. So I'm at the point where uh, how, how do I convince a dealer that there's probably something wrong with this car? Are you What's adding any antifreeze to it? I haven't touched it since we bought it, but I did have my local mechanic go through and make sure all the uh, fluids are okay and everything. What year is this vehicle? 2018. It's only got 32,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. Is it a V6 in it? 3.3? Yeah. Yeah. They're writing us all down there. They're conferring well, with each other. We're thinking is what we're doing. And, you know, we we don't know what you're going to ask till you ask it. But I, I'm going to tell you with that kind of mileage, and, and I, I'm the white smoke has got a little bit, you know, you can have white smoke for three different reasons, okay? You can have white smoke mm-hmm. because of uh, coolant getting into the uh, combustion chamber and burning it like antifreeze or water. You get white smoke from fuel vapor, too. Yes. Like... And, and, you know, the biggest problem we see in a lot of these on a cold start, it, it, does it do this? And, and this is an important question. Does it do this when the fuel tank's full? Uh, it's done it at various times, and I've noticed, like, I'll drive to Little Rock. It'll sit for two hours, uh-huh. start it up, a big cloud of smoke will come out, and then four or five days later, uh, who knows, random driving, sitting, start it up, does the same thing. And when it does this, does the engine run a little bit rough just for a few seconds? 
No, I haven't noticed that. No, my wife drives it mostly, yeah. but uh, I've been trying to. You have no warning lights in. on either, do you? Nope, no warning lights. Okay. Well, you can get fuel inundation a couple ways, can't you, Doug? One yep. through the EVAP system. If it's got, and now let me ask you a question: When you fill the vehicle up, and the and you got your nozzle in there, and it's running, and it clicks off, and it says like twenty one dollars and sixty two cents, do you round it off to twenty two dollars? Uh, I'll I'll round it off to the nearest yeah. cent kind of thing, fifty cents, twenty five cents. Don't don't do that like anymore. Okay? When it kicks off, stop putting fuel in it. Yes. Because what yeah, can happen is you overfill the tank, fill the filler neck up, and the EVAP system with the vent solenoids, the purge valves, and, and all that stuff, if you get fuel in those lines, it goes over there and to get in the canister, and you can start it occasionally, and if it's fuel inundated, it'll suck that raw vapor or raw actual fuel up in there and cause it to run a little bit rough, just slightly rough, and you'll have a lot of white smoke out the back because it's it's burning unmetered fuel. Yeah, it's sucking it back up to the evac system, and it's and it's getting more than it should have. And let me ask you another: Is what have you ever noticed exactly what color the smoke is? Is it a bluish gray color or or grayish white color? No, it's like a grayish white. Grayish white. Okay. I, I'd you're lay, not adding coolant to it. It's got to be. A, a I bet fuel. it's fuel. Yeah. What I'm thinking. Because usually it's bluish white color. A lot of time is antifreeze, and you can walk back and smell of it, and and you can smell that it's it's antifreeze. Antifreeze burn has a, has a total smell by its own, and so does fuel burn, extra fuel burn. Try try this when it okay. when it kicks off. Quit putting fuel in it for a little, little bit. Try it and then give us yep. a call back. All right, so blue-white is antifreeze, and uh, grayish-white white is fuel. 90, 99% of the time fuel. is fuel. Even on a diesel truck, if you get one grayish, bluish-gray-looking smoke, that's antifreeze. And uh, if you get one that's a white, that's more white than gray, but you can see the gray in it, that is uh, yep. got an injector overfueling on a big truck. Okay, so take a video, run back, smell it. Yep. <laughs> if you can get that quick, I ain't that quick no more. All right. Thank you, Leroy. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Okay, All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Leroy. I appreciate it. Uh, or you could call Joe's Garage and, What the problem you know, is, you got to catch it doing it. Yeah, bring it over and let them, let them take a look at it. Or uh, take it up to, uh, was it uh, Greenbrier? Yep, Barkley. And go see Barkley. Let's talk about the EVAP system for just a minute. Okay. What happens when you pack fuel in the fuel filler neck? This is what happens. You've overfilled the tank. The tank is plastic. When you slosh it around and shake that up, driving it down the road, the gasoline that's in that tank, it expands. When it expands, it creates pressure. So the EVAP system in the United States government and the EPA does not want any gasoline fumes evaporate into the atmosphere so when it be, builds up pressure in there they have to get that pressure out so what they do is they open a a uh, purge valve and they want to purge the fumes out of that tank and it goes through a charcoal canister and then it's put back into the engine in small amounts but the valve the purge valve and the vent valve and all that and negative pressure does the same thing it's got a lot of air in there so it doesn't suck the tank flat well, these valves can be working, and you won't have a code for them. But that fuel that's in there, you're putting in there, has got ethanol in it. These little valves have O-rings in them to keep them sealed off. 
And what happens is that ethanol fuel deteriorates those O-rings so your valve and stuff can be working. A lot of times what you have to do is say, all right, I can operate that valve with my scanner, click, click, working fine. But then you got to pull the hose off and see if it's sealing off. Yep. It's not sealing off and the fuel tank's high in fuel. It'll suck that raw fuel in there, even the vapor part, not just, yeah, just the, the fumes. It, it can cause it to run r- rich and smoke white. And so is that why... For instance, I've had to replace that valve on my car twice. Yep. That it won't start right away after you filled an, up. If you fill it up and you pack the fuel in it and you sit down in your car, you go in, you pay your bill or credit card, whatever you do, and you hit the key and it goes, and then it starts and it goes just for a second, mm-hmm. runs a little bit rough for about a second and a half. If you look behind that car, it'll have white smoke coming out of the tailpipe. That's because of the EVAP system is. And you're packing the fuel in it, and don't pack the fuel in. That's very important, isn't it, Doug? Yeah, I tell people, when it cuts off, quit. That's it. I mean, that, that's like choking it is basically what you're doing, it, right? Basically, yes. You're just you're just putting, you're filling it all the way up to the, where the you know, to your fuel cap. It ain't designed to that's do that. That's not the way you're supposed to do it anymore. No, you it ain't designed you, to do that. You say, all right, well, I only got 80 cents to get to the next dollar, and you go, shh, click, shh, click, shh, click. Click, and, and then you, you pull the hose out. And then at the end of it, you can see the fuel in the neck. Yeah, don't pack it in. Don't fill that neck up. It's not gonna. It's 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 gonna cost you money. Some of these canisters on these cars are three or four, five hundred dollars. They get enough fuel in them that eats the inside of that canister up, and then you get charcoal all through your evap system. We got to blow the lines out, flush the lines, replace the valves, put a new canister on it. All because you want to get it to the next rounded amount on the money. I, I just, it, you're costing yourself money by doing that. Because you used to be able to do that back in the day. You can't no more. Yeah, when I, when I remember having my cars, and I, I would literally fill it all the way up until I could see the gas. They had a vent line that just went up on top of the frame rail. In today's world, if anybody's aware of a five-gallon fuel can, that if you oh, left God. it setting out in... The sun with gasoline in it, half full, pop. You would see it swell up. And if you set that same can, didn't do nothing to it, just picked it up and took it over and set it in the shade and got up the next morning. It'd be down again. It would be sucked in. Yeah, it'd be collapsed. Your fuel tank on your car does the same thing. That's why you have to have enough room in there for that fuel to expand, and you've got to be able to... to Contract when it contracts there's a pressure sensor in there it knows when it's positive pressure or negative sensor and it vents or it purges it as according to what the fuel level is and the temperature outside the ambient temperature and what kind of vehicle it's in how you're shaking it we had a dodge truck here not long ago it's been about a year ago it collapsed a whole tank on it just because i had replaced the tank yeah we tried tried to blow the tank back out with air never could get it to budge and that tank was like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. I wouldn't doubt it a bit. I've put several of them in, you know, here lately. Uh, had one where somebody drilled a hole in the bottom of it. Yeah, that to let the them. fuel dribble out because they're made out of plastic. You get under there with a little battery-operated drill, pull the drill out of the way, put your pan under there. You can get ten, fifteen gallons. Your can gets full. You just get up and walk away. Let the rest run out on the ground. And that tank, you can't, and the worst thing about a fuel tank today is they're hard to find used because you can't ship them. They've had gas in them. So 
So if you find one, it has to come from someplace local, and they won't deliver it to you. you got to go out there and pick it up, right, Doug? Exactly. Because <laughs> they're not going to transport it. They're not allowed to transport That's it. That's correct. I can, or you can, but the the <clears throat> like R.D. at Sonny's asked him about it Monday when he's in yeah. here. Okay. About transporting a fuel tank. He can't do it, but you can come out and do it. Well, you go out there and you pay for that tank, and they'll say, there's your tank. You yeah. own it. You're responsible for it. Yeah, you pick it up. You load it. So it's a, it's a case of liability. That's correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a break. It's a whole lot more complex than you think it is a lot of times, folks. I'm just being honest with you. They're, 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 they're giving it to you the way it is. Simple things have become complicated. Yeah, they've been made that way, yeah. too. Simpler parts have become complicated. Yeah. All right. Phone number is 823-0965. you got a question, these guys will give you an answer. may not be what you want to hear, but they're going to give you the answer. 823-0965, Dave Ellswick Show, and we've got Duck and we've got Joe on, and they're taking your car questions right now. Pat Davis wants you to know that he's out to help you out with health care insurance. Uh, you need to know what you're doing so that you don't get taken. And Pat will help you with that. Here's what he'll do. He'll make sure you not only get ta- don't get taken, but you save money, 20, maybe 30, up to 50% on health insurance. Uh, they got perfect health plans for if you're self-employed. You who are self-employed know that is a, a godsend. If you got a plan that he can talk to you about and you're self-employed. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. You get to choose any provider in the nation and no co-pays, no co-pays at all. Uh, 501-605-6935 is the number to talk to Pat, or you can uh, send him an email at yourhealthplanman.com. That's yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back. Final segment. Joe's here, Duck's here. They're waiting for your call, 823-0965. Here's a good one for you. Engine air oil light on a 2010 Kia Sportage, six-cylinder, 2.7 liter. I started my car normally, but after a few minutes, its oil light indicator lit up, and the engine noised very loud. I replaced the engine oil. The car ran normal. But after a short period of time, it all happened again. So I wonder did he put an oil filter on it, too? I don't know. Uh, they I'm, don't say it did. It's a 2010 Kia, and it's a 2.7 liter, and uh, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, there's two things going on with them that I see. that they got If they're not maintenance properly, they'll have a lot of sludge buildup. Yep. And, and the fact that, we're not getting i don't think we're getting the whole story, story here. Yeah. We, we don't know the mileage on this vehicle and, and a few other things we'd like to know dave mm-hmm. but this is the thing if it's sludged up and it starts when you first start it you'll have oil pressure after it runs for a little bit all that gunk will get picked up by the oil screen and the oil panel, stop it up and it is going to cavitate again when it cavitates oil light's going to come back on or the engine has got too much clearance in it yeah which means that when the oil warms up and gets thin it's it's leaking out around the rods and the mains and the cam cams and all that stuff and, and you have low oil pressure or you have an oil pump problem those are the three scenarios that i can think of but and i have seen the oil filters on these things stop up start bypassing and it and it'll turn it it'll make it do it too 
we need a little more information, you know. He said he changes oil. We need to know if he changes filter. Number two, I'd like to know the mileage. Yep. And what kind of maintenance has been done to it. And did he use the right oil? That's correct, too. There's wrong, a wrong. lot of questions there. Yep. Too thick of oil on these late model engines with the tight clearances they have can cause the oil check valve in the oil pump to blow open because the oil's too thick and it'll have a loss of oil pressure, right, Doug? Yes. Every day. All right. We've got to have a little more information, but need the history of it to, to get some kind of idea of what's going on with it. Yeah. And you well, need to take it to somebody that knows what they're doing anyway. We, we gave him the three scenarios. You take you do an oil pressure test on it, see what's got cold, see what's got hot. This is after you check the oil, make sure it's clean, make sure it's not sludged up. And you do that test, and then you can diagnose whether it's got a clearance problem, bearing problem, or if it's got an oil, uh, oil pump problem. Yes. So that's basically it. Here's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I, I chose this because it's a 2011 Acadia, six-cylinder, 3.6-liter engine. Sounds a whole lot like mine, except mine's 2010. My uh, 2011 Acadia air conditioner starts randomly while the engine is off. Sometimes when I park my car and switch it off completely, the AC starts working by itself after around 20 to 30 minutes. It also stops by itself after around 20 minutes. Sometimes it drains the battery and I have no charge and I have to charge it to make it work. I asked several workshops but got no answer for the cause or the fix. I would like to know if there's anything else on in there. When just fixing to say it's got to be something else on that's turning that on. It, it could be an ignition switch issue. Uh, the key part's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the electrical part on it. We've had some trouble with those ignitions and switches in those year models. Uh, number two, it could be the... Uh, the totally integrated power module. Yep. Uh, there, there are several things it could be. Uh, catching it, doing it, is, is would be perfect to diagnose it. But yeah, sometimes you can hook a scanner can, to it and see what it's doing. Sometimes you can go in the back door and see if there's any codes in there, data communication problems. But just right offhand, by the way he talks, I, I'd be looking at the, ignition, the electrical part of the ignition switch right away. Yep. But I bet more than just the AC comes on. I bet all the dash lights and everything on. It's yeah, like you turn the key on. Now, the blower will come on. The compressor uh, is not going to come in because the engine's not running. Yeah. Right. So it's not starting the motor. It's just turning on the accessories. That's it. So I, I'm, I'm looking probably with the history of the ignition switches in them. That's probably what it is. What do you think, Doug? Yep. That's where my first thought was, and if it's not that, it's going to be a body control module. Something, yeah. turn, something, the body control module shorted out and turned it on. It's thinking wacky. Yeah. All right, just know. But yeah. you got to have a check to find out what's whacking out. Well, it, it always helps to duplicate the customer complaint, you know. and, and But it's kind of like the Chevrolet truck, Joe. I had one in there last week. You know, the blower would only blow on high. Mm-hmm. So reached over and the Pulled the resistor plug off, yeah, turned it up. It. It's burned up. Yep. And she said, well, why did I have to replace the blower motor? The blower motor is what caused the problem to start with. It's drawing too many amps. Too many amps. Got circuit hot. She said, her husband looked at me. He said, okay, he's an electrician. All right. So he said, okay, I, I understand. Okay. He understood what was uh, was going on. Yeah, what's going on with the problem. All right. 
Thank you, Dave. Guys, we're out of time. All right. Appreciate it. That's what that music means. It means we're out of time. Hey, we got to go <laughs> get, out, <laughs> get out the door. All right, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. We'll have a lot of questions for you next Thursday because I bet you some people will not have heard change the tank in your car that carries your windshield wiper fluid. And I will get your vacuum cleaner to Joe sometime today or tomorrow. All right. There you got it. I'm done for today. Tomorrow, Robert and Chris are on. Then we'll talk to Matt. Big movie opening uh, tomorrow is going to be The Eternals. I'm going to go see it tonight. I'll give you my opinion when we uh, reconvene here at 6 a.m. tomorrow on The Dave Ellswick Show. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.